The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. Live G-Migs here in West Des Moines. Let me see if this is working. You're doing good. Okay. You're good. You're good. I accidentally pulled the microphone. I see out you of pulled it sock. apart. All I the technical difficulties we're going to have, you pulled it apart. Things that happen prematurely. I pulled the microphone out of the cord. Okay, we are getting a re- reverb feedback in our in my headphones, so just uh, I'm not that's sure what that's going. I can just hear you normally. Okay, good. Well, I'm hearing you twice, and that's an interesting thing. I hear you once, and then I'm hearing again. I don't know if there's a mic on in the studio possibly right now because that's a very good possibility. I bet it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we'll try not to let that bother us. Well, right keep in now. mind, Wolfgang was running the board. I know he was. And if he walked away, we're gonna. He- I'm going to hear myself for the rest of the show. Anyway, so the Hawks with the big victory yesterday in the Outback Bowl. It's probably we're not the last time we're going to talk about this this year, but obviously it's going to be the majority of today's uh, programming. We got a little basketball to talk, but uh, I'm not sure we want to go over the Bryant game too much. No. Um, should be noted somebody turned off the microphone in the studio finally. Um, in any case, uh, we'll get into basketball a little bit later, a little wrestling, but the Hawkeyes with the 27-22 to victory down in Tampa, Florida. And uh, what that does for the two of us is we split in our Big Ten Bowl projections. You, uh, I, I, uh, you had Wisconsin. Clearly Wisconsin won. Wisconsin was clearly the right side. Right. And I had Florida, and clearly they were on the No, we both side. had Florida. What you actually had was Kentucky. Oh, that's right. Okay. Other way around. I had Kentucky. They're, and they're, and, uh, but I had them for the wrong reason. Right. I thought their defense was, was stellar, and it turned out they well, scored actually, a few points. Well, actually, their, their defense fine. was stellar, yeah, and was. Kentucky just I, – I think, once again, we see how – Emotion factors into bowl games, preparation, and actually performance when you get right down to it. Um, And looking back at all of the bowl games, I sit there and I see Georgia last night really not giving two hoots about the fact that they were in the Sugar Bowl, which I find amazing. And because back in the day, that was the game for that conference. For the Southeastern Conference. I find it very, very interesting that Miami, no, I don't find that interesting at all. I completely expected Miami to not care. Um, But Michigan put all their eggs in the the Big Ten basket against Ohio State, didn't get there, didn't get the Well, half their players didn't play. They had five starters to decide, well, this game's not important. So this is where I go, and I I agree with you, but this is where I go with these, these guys sitting out the bowl. What's it say to the rest of your team? What's it do to, depending on the mentality of the rest of your team now at Iowa, you you had one with Noah Fant deciding to sit out, but the the sort of the lunch pail, uh, coach him up attitude of Iowa, a T.J. Hawkinson who nobody recruited and is probably going to end up in the in the NFL this year. Uh, you know you got you got easily a walk on uh, who ends up being the MVP of the but game. Did These you are think guys Nick that easily care. Was going to sit out the bowl game. No, but my point <laughs> is what it's what it is is when guys like that when you tell guys like that you're not important. Right, and the rest of the team has that mentality. It's a certain type of mentality, and Michigan has a bunch of guys that are highly recruited. I don't want to. I can't say they're all this way, but they, they have a lot of guys who would tend likely 
to have been to have not had to work quite as hard to get to the level that they were at. Um, and and I think it does play emotionally. And I think you looked at it yesterday and you watched Iowa play yesterday. And every time adversity rolled around yesterday, now th- I'm not saying they didn't have a little bit of of luck and a little bit of a few fortunate things happened yesterday. We we can get into that. But every time adversity rolled around yesterday, Iowa Hawkeyes came up big. Absolutely. I think the senior leadership that you have on that team, and not just seniors, I mean, Nate Stanley, obviously, I think, thought that he was able to rally his team. Um, the offensive line clearly had a horrible get, horrible day running, run blocking. Negative, were, negative 15 yards. Well, you got to keep also in mind that sacks count against your yes. rushing yards. Yes, it's true. So I think if that three yards. But nevertheless, uh, only three sacks on Stanley um, throughout the game. And Iowa took advantage of the luck of the turnovers that they created and scored points every single time. And that, frankly, was a difference in the football game. It, it, it was. And they hit the big play when they needed to. All right. Hey, fellas, you're on the air. Fellas in the studio, you're on the air. Thank you. Anyway, it's so disconcerting to try to, to do that. Anyway, well, yeah, we're having a full conversation. There I'm glad no you're the only one Gary listening. Dolphin hot mic situation, although we could have come Did very close. Did you hear close. the Mark Jones hot mic? Yeah. Where, where the kid from Mississippi State juggles, Not the, sure. <laughs> juggles the ball yes. in the end zone, which Jake Gervas, is man on the spot, picks it up and uh, intercepts it, which leads to the go-ahead field goal, or at least the, well, and the cushion it. field goal. And he's out there stretching. And all leg. of a sudden he's going on his hamstrings, and Mark Jones in a hot mic moment goes, dude, it's not your hammies, it's your hands. It's your hands. Yeah, well, I want to get into uh, just a little bit of, of some of the Mississippi State stuff here in a little bit because I, I didn't watch enough of them to realize how dirty and chippy and arrogant and cocky they were going to be. And then, when, I'm sorry. that Brett, when they, that they play in the Southeastern Conference. I know. It's do such you know that Do you know that no one else can participate or play well, the Southeastern Conference As teams? we've said, no SEC team that, that wanted to win a bowl game has lost a bowl game in the last 15 years. Nonetheless, now you're right about you're right about the uh, Iowa uh, Iowa and Nate Stanley put the team on his back at a certain point in time, regardless of whether things were going right. And by the way, you getting it? I think. so. By the way, th- so uh, boy, we're just going to throw observations out left and right. Isn't that what our that's radio what our, show that's is about? What our show is basically. So I'm listening. To, you know, the ESPN guys usually last year was Booger McFarland, and I don't remember the old. Who was the old guy that did the the game with him last year? The the old guy? Yeah, he used to be a coach. I don't know. Mac Brown. Mac Brown. Uh, Mac yeah. Brown. Yeah. All right. Neither one of them had done any homework whatsoever. Booger, Booger McFarland is the worst analyst in football when it comes to doing homework, but he's actually better than Jason Witten on the Monday Night Football. I'll tell you something. But they did no homework last year. Zero. Right. They 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 had no idea that Kirk Ferentz had ever coached for Bill Belichick. They're talking about Brian Ferentz making that connection. Anyway, yesterday, Mark Jones and the guys, the crew there, they had done all the homework they could do on both teams, well, and they did every bit that they could to get every last bit of homework in there and forgot to analyze the Dargon football game. Well, they, they, they did you know mention. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. They were not going over stats. Things were happening in the game. Staley's 8 for 8 with two minutes to go in the first half. They aren't mentioning it. Iowa has no rushing yards. They're not mentioning it. 
They, uh, Iowa has no penalties. They're not mentioning. I mean, it's it was amazing the little analysis of the football game that they're not. We're sitting there going, are these guys watching the game or are they doing a talk show about did Iowa I, football? Did I not say the exact same thing in, in at did our you? watch party? And I apologize for not making it to yours, but nevertheless, at the end of the day, I was like. Do these guys even watch the game? They were not. It, it uh, was, I'm, I'm, so, and they didn't mention re- the Mississippi State kid going back in after his eyes had rolled up into the back of his head, and they I've, put him back in the game. Nobody said, "Hey, hey, why, why is he? Why is he playing?" Perhaps someone should take his helmet. You oh, know, the, you know, Mississippi State coaches. Oh no, he passed the pr- protocol. Well, what part of the what, the, what the guys the were all over there on their knee praying and uh, over him? And, you know, where's that? What was the protocol that they may have gone through? Um, what day is it? Yep. Okay, He's he can good talk. It's go. good to go. I mean, apparently, he doesn't need much coherent thought to uh, catch a pass and try and run. I mean, that was that was obviously scary that he got knocked out. Um, but you know, what Iowa did show yesterday that I was most pleased with. Um, in spite of our inability to run, in spite of our inability to do much in the passing game outside of 75-yard pass, a brilliant 15-yard pass, a little bubble screen that worked for a touchdown. Um, how about easily getting the MVP? We'll get back to that in a second. The discipline that the Hawks showed throughout the game, never letting the emotion of the game, never letting the good or the bad get to them in such a manner that cost them anything this guy makes a big play and does the slash now we didn't see the slash but the referee did called it and there's basically one thing you can't do on a football field anymore when it comes to taunting and that's it so he did it he, you know he could have done the ralphie and put two hands together and raised them up and did <laughs> yeah. cheer for me but he didn't do that so that cost him 15 yards on first down when iowa was stuck uh we had a targeting on a play where somehow Smith Marset doesn't go down. He got exactly that shot should have taken him but out. The other kid hurt himself. You know, it was that's it, why you I, shouldn't target. Him. It's well, bad it's for you. The lead. Had an interesting discussion during the Iowa State game, didn't we? About oh, we were watching Lord. that together, arguing about whether the first one was was intentional enough to to get targeting. Clearly, I I, I saw why it was, and then I said, okay, wait. So when the, the second one happened, I said, that's targeting. And everybody's like, that's not going to be targeting. You know, and that wouldn't have been targeting if the guy hadn't lost his helmet yep. or gotten hurt because they would have never had the moment to I review it. But I said it. it's the same thing. You know, but you're right. They wouldn't have, wouldn't have reviewed it. Now, the discipline thing is, so you've hit on something here that I thought was interesting. So I, 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 you go back to the one, of the one of the seminal moments of this game. And there are a number of them, right? But one of them where the Hawks made the play. Not not because there was a bobble or a mistake by, by Mississippi State, but... This is the four down. Epinesa. Well, there was that, and I'm talking about a goal line stand. Oh, I'm yeah. talking about uh, about Iowa comes back to take the lead after losing the big lead. They come back to take the lead, and immediately Mississippi State throws a long pass. They beat a coverage, and Matt Hankins somehow reaches out, gets a shoelace. Guy goes down at the one, and I'm like, and he, and you know, and I'm like, he's not in. He's not in. Everybody's like, that's a touchdown. He's not in. And I said the same thing, and I said the most underrated thing that. The announcers didn't talk about, but that we talked about in our house, and I'm sure you did at yours, was the effort that Hankins put in to not give up. You got burnt. Not give up. Make the tackle and give your team a chance to do something good or positive. And, and then, yes. So effort, not giving up, right attitude, and then the team turns around and they that <laughs> – 
granted, three straight quarterback draws is not exactly what I would have done in that situation, knowing the watch having watched I don't know one game of tape on Iowa. But in any case, I mean, anything wide, and I think they're probably going to get the corner. Uh, but in any case, up the middle three times, they lose seven yards. Guy, uh, guys are stacking the middle. Jamal and Colbert had a terrific game. At, I think he got beat a few times, but I also thought that he was for, well, for he where he made, is. He, made, he certainly made a play on that goal line. He where, did. Where he avoided all the, all the muck in the middle, went around the side. It Read was, the play. was right there. Didn't make the tackle, but he made the play. Uh, made the guy. Made the guy turn into a, into a bevy of Hawkeyes at that point. Bevy like that word. Yeah, that's well done. I'm I'm just saying. I, I thought that that goal line stand was uh, was indicative of the way that Iowa approached this football game. Really approached the rest of the the rest of the year because if you go back now and look at this, all those close losses and goofy things happening to them. Some their fault. Some the other team making a play. Some just goofy, strange things. Some the officials. And in, in, in this game, you could have said, all right, here we go again. It's it's over. Let them score. Whatever. Let's just go home. We had a nice trip. They didn't do it. So the over-under on officiating mistakes that you brought up was five and a half. It clearly, it was an under. Really? Well, actually, Alan Roberts brought it up in the middle of the fourth quarter. He's like, I haven't heard one. I'm like, we don't have any penalties. How can I complain? And on top of that, they had nine and all of them or eight. All of them were clearly there was there was nothing well, there that was the, that was the, like the, even the holding that they called where Mississippi State got down to like the two or maybe right even before halftime. Um, and Mark Jones's comment was something like, "It was it was a good one." In Is fact, it, I got a, a text it, message. They were waiting again. They were waiting for various times in the game. Yeah, what was it? Yeah, in fact, uh, in our room in our basement, the projector going, everything kind of went dead silent for half a second there. We all heard that. It was funny. And we all went, it was almost as if we were waiting for him to deliver that. But holding like, him like a grudge. Holding him like a grudge. There was another one where it was anything that long ought to be have. Uh, have, uh, have passengers on it or, or something. Have pass or, uh, um, yeah, it's aisle service or something like that. Right. Anyway, um, they had a couple of those. But yeah, you know that one—that was a clear hold, right? It wasn't—it wasn't even close. The 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 offensive face mask when he hit when he put his hand on his face, you know, you can do that, right? If you just stiff arming. But when you grab hold of him and pull him along it, for like, five or six yards, and you, then you get out of bounds, and then you're wanting to, the penalty for getting hit out of bounds when you essentially drag the guy with you. Yeah, if this is the interesting thing to me about about culture, and when when we complain about the way that. Kirk Ferentz sometimes approaches the game in a very sort of step-by-step, monotonous, and yet classy way. And Iowa's players seem to approach the game in the same way because that they 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 follow their. Well, head that's coach, how they've been coached, and that's how they've been coached. And then you watch, and I'm going to pick on them again because I I've not seen this out of the Nebraska Cornhuskers in the past. But when you what you when you saw what you saw in Iowa City a few weeks ago, as far as the classless, chippy. Attitude and and here, so here you are, Scott Frosty, Frosty the the Frosty coach, the coach man, man. Uh, is is out there supposedly changing the culture. The right, what is he changing the culture so they're a bunch of jerks? I mean, I kept that uh, A-rated or uh, well, G-rated we have a new agreement. The, we can't right, do it. We can't any of those bad things. Sweat, right, so I kept it low uh, for the radio. But um, and Mississippi State's the same way. Hey, clearly their attitude yesterday. You could make the case their attitude cost them the football game. Well, apparently their attitude at the children's hospital for yeah, the visit, that? where they're going around 
with a bunch of Iowa freshmen going, all American, all American, draft choice, draft choice. And I'm going to tell you this. Numbers 94, 9, and 38, all playing the Mississippi State defense, are all NFL talent. Simmons. They are good. Sweats. They are good. And I can't remember 38's name. doesn't matter. Um, but they, those guys were all over the field. They were in the backfield. Very, very good players, and they're all going to make a lot of money playing football. However, their offense, for all the potential talent that lives down Southeastern Conference, of which, just a quick reminder, no one can play with Southeastern Conference. They have anybody catching football. They have nobody catching football. I thought Iowa had horrible receivers in the past. Now, I'm not saying that I feel like they have them right now because I actually think that Brandon Smith made a couple big plays. Obviously, Nick Easley making great plays. We had two fantastic tight ends. And and Smith Marset has the opportunity to make big plays. Um, he's growing. He's great as a return guy, but he's growing as a receiver. Any one of those guys would have made any one of those catches. I think I Mississippi State must have had five drop balls. Kid was twelve for thirty-two, I believe. And I, I would I would agree. With Bigger you. question might be how do you, how do you, they get 12. Why'd they throw 32 times? Well, because yeah. they couldn't run. They I couldn't don't run. know. Well, you make them, as we've said, you make a, you, you try to make a team one-dimensional. And Mississippi State knew they couldn't be one-dimensional. Mississippi they had State was, is a one-dimensional football they, team. They knew they couldn't do it, so they tried to throw. And they got some guys open with their speed, but as uh, as clearly. It's like the dude in necessary roughness. Could never catch the football until it stuck in his face mask. Yeah, I Stone hands? Yeah. <laughs> no, well, yeah. Is that who, well, I, I don't know, know what his name was, but. Um, in, in either case, uh, Mississippi State obviously offensively challenged with throwing the football, and Iowa took advantage of that. And, and, and honestly, well, let's, is, let's now, put it but this let's way. go back. Is, is, this, is this the best football team Iowa beat this year? It's the only ranked team Iowa beat this year. Is this the best team they played this year? Well, Iowa State fan would tell you that the best win the Hawks had were against Cyclones. I would disagree. Clearly beating a team from the Southeastern Conference with, parenthetically, no one can ever play with. Um, I, you'd have to say that Mississippi State was the best team that Iowa beat this year. Uh, I do believe that Iowa State was a, a fine win, even though it was the second game of the year. And and they turned out to be a very fine football team. And they're going to be an exceptionally good 8-4 and four team for the rest of Matt Campbell's existence. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's a nice way to put it. That's a nice way to put it. Now, I, I think if you go back you and look at it. You can make a case that uh, the, the Nebraska it's, it's, win was better than the Iowa State uh, win, but make, I don't think you could. Yeah, it'd be tough. I, I mean, I go back and I look at, you know, gosh, you know, Penn State had some, had some, has some talent on offense. I think Mississippi State's defense is better than Penn State's offense. You know, I think that, that some things happen. Northwestern, I don't know. I mean, North, I nobody muddies a game like Northwestern. Uh, look think, what they did yeah, I when think, it caught muddy. In San Diego. Uh, well, I think so. I think this is the thing. In, in, you go into the Big Ten, and the teams know, uh, you know, the teams know and, and know play what? a little bit different. Uh, but ran a football. Now, Moorhead clearly had played Iowa. Joe Moorhead, you know, as as a uh, coordinator at, at, Penn at Penn State, he knew a little bit about Iowa. But at the same time, he has a different type of talent there, and he has a different type of game plan. And I think uh, this showed up for Iowa as actually being a good thing. And it also shows a little bit about the gap that's closing in terms of athletic ability that Iowa has. Now, granted, they weren't on top of everything all day, but the speed wasn't so much a factor yesterday. Well, you can make a case that occasionally the speed wasn't the speed was a factor. Uh, like you said, their wide receivers were able to get open, find seams. Uh, you know, keeping in mind that the uh, 
the Hawks were playing zone quite a bit. They are finding, finding spots. You know, Iowa played really, really good. They tackled well. I mean, you know, you could look back and say, oh, gosh, Geno Stone missed a tackle on the, on the guy's long touchdown run. And that popped him. Okay, yeah, it, it did. It, that's a football game. If they're going to run 75 plays on you, you're probably not going to knock them down the very first time that you touch them on, on any of those occasions. The great thing that I thought the Hawks did, and let's go back to this, up 17-6 to six at halftime, get the ball, start third quarter, throw a pick six, basically. Yeah, right. And then they kick off, and you fumble the kickoff, and then they go in. Freak play. Next play. I mean, so I'm they not, score yeah. two touchdowns in 18 seconds. And all of a sudden you're going, what happened to our lead? Where did this go? What What is going on? Feels like Penn State again where you had 11-point lead. You missed which, by the way, in that game, missed the wide-open receiver for the touchdown. This one, Stanley, hits it. In that game, we're the ones that throw the the uh, we, the Hawks are the ones that throw the the uh, the interception on the goal line at the end of the game. Right. This one, it's it's Mississippi State. I keep wanting to call them South Carolina. It's Mississippi State. They look alike. They got both wear red and kind of anyway. It, um, There's only three color patterns in the uh, Southeastern it's, it's, Conference: it's, it's blue, red, blue and white, red and white, red, red, blue and orange. Uh-huh. And then purple for LSU. Yeah, that's it. I suppose you, if you add M- Mizzou, they now have the black, black and gold. gold. Yeah. But Vandy has black and gold. Yeah, so you got a little bit there. Yeah. A lot of red. A lot of red. Lots and lots of red. Lots and lots of red. But in any case, um, a, a little dichotomy there as to how that worked out. But you're right. I mean, I, mean I, I, I think that there was an opportunity there for Iowa to fold. Another opportunity for Iowa to fold, and they didn't fold yesterday. They, showed, they showed a lot of gumption, a lot of heart. Uh, stayed with, you know, you you can say what you want. They had minus 15 yards rushing at the end of the day. But had they not ran the ball on first down the first six times they had it, the play action pass easily doesn't work. So were you sitting there? Because you're right. I mean, clearly the kid bit, right, on, on the on the he Ran right by him. Right Looked by like him. the LSU game. Um, uh, and Iowa ends up with 199 passing yards, I believe. Oh, we're going to go to a break. That's what it was. I think the most they gave up all year and certainly most touchdowns. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700, The Champ. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700, The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Very professional. I know. We're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Rich, Dave Creighton Jr., as was just announced. It's terrific. It is fun. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Hawkeye Huddle and Ridge is at Hawkeye Huddle 2. He was the original one. Ha! <laughs> Let us not forget our great sponsors, Kozlowski Law, Templeton Rye, which we'll get our, to our Templeton Rye last call here shortly, which I was dead on. Were you dead on? What do you mean? Pretty darn close. I think I had it 24-20, and it was 27-22. I'm going to consider I'll that, that. I'll give you that. dead on. You had him losing. But cover. And, of course, G-Migs. Great to be down here at G-Migs. And let's not forget Langlewood Clothier. We, of which we need to uh, cut a commercial for, but we're appreciative of Pat Langle and Tony Woods. And uh, they're down here at 4th of Maple, West Des Moines, Valley Junction. Best custom clothier in Des Moines. They've actually clothed the president. They have. And like we said, he didn't <clears throat> He didn't sit there and go on. He did not huge. stop at G&L. Right. He went to <laughs> Langle and Woods Clothier. Because he's huge. 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 He's got a lot of huge things. Ideas, walls, etc. It's huge. 
Hawkeye basketball team this week, as we said, uh, the men, they beat Bryant, number 317 in the net. Thankfully. 72-67, was it? Uh, so Andrew and I were up in Minneapolis. Uh, we went to the Vikings-Bears <coughs> debacle the other day. How about day. that Bears game? Yeah. How about them Bears? Yeah. Bear down. I, you enjoy it, you and your rest of your Viking clan can skull all oh you want man, while I, you watch the playoffs at home. I'm telling you right now, I, I don't know how that coaching staff kept their job so far. After I don't understand what they were doing for most of that game. But that you talking about Zimmer? I've loved him until I've loved him. Until how can this you year not until, like him? This, you you don't think that team underachieved? You don't I, think that? I team don't know. Looked, they made a hor- they made a horrible decision. They'll tap to get to get rid of Case Keenum and bring I, in. I know and bring in uh, the I dude for, uh, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Cousins is it, Cousins is talk about Nate Stanley not having an idea of of, uh, of of holding on to the football too long. It's like it's it's the one thing we can keep talking about with Nate. Even yesterday, I didn't think he did such a great job of delivering the football on time. Sometimes he did, sometimes he didn't. Kirk Cousins is the same thing, man. That guy does not know when to throw the football. It's awful. He just stands there and holds on to it for too long. Well, it's, thanks, it's PA, for your announcements. Eh, sorry. Anyway, uh, we're we to talk there. about the Bears. So, so we're in. A, we're we're watching Oklahoma and uh, Alabama the other night in a uh, local uh, uh, Irish establishment, uh-huh. uh, having a little dinner, and we're watching the Hawks play Bryant on our phone. And uh, apparently, eventually, that was on the U. Yes, it was on ESPNU, and eventually, Trey and I found that. Right towards the last well, four and minutes, and then Bryant never scored again. And the ESPN U app. You should have just been watching the whole way. It's your fault. Had we known that that was going to happen, Bryant would have never scored in the entire game. They, so I, I was trying to, pay, to really understand what was going on because they're so bad. But they were making shots, and I didn't think they were unguarded shots either. They were throwing in, in guarded shots. They were getting fouled at times, making the ball. Was going in, and Iowa kind of missed a few here and there. It was way too close. Either way, Hawks get the victory. They're eleven and two, eleven and zero in the non-conference. First time since uh, Tom Davis' first year that they go eleven and zero and undefeated in the non-conference. Yeah, They've got 30 Purdue. Years. Thirty years. They got Purdue. Oh, it's nothing to be proud of, Russ. Thirty years. They've got Purdue tomorrow night. Uh, is that a seven p.m. or a six? I thought it was six. I got six p.m. on BTN. Versus Purdue, who is like eight and four at this point, and uh, I think Purdue's a bit of an anomaly. They've got some really good players, but they obviously they lost a lot uh, from the it's Carson that, Edwards and then a bunch of other guys. Right, exactly. Uh, now I was looking at their stats today, almost mirror image of Iowa. Really, seriously, from now they score a couple points less a game, but for the most part, mirror image turnovers, turnovers caused, rebounding. I mean, all all the way along, except for one thing. Iowa's three-point field goal percentage defense this year has gone down to thirty percent. Last year it was about like 42. 38, 40. So, I mean, it was it was felt like it was a hundred. It was close to forty, and and that's way too high. And right now, Purdue's is like thirty-seven point eight or something like that. So they've been giving up the three at a larger clip, and so their their scoring defense is higher than it has a higher average than Iowa, and that's where they're losing their games. It's not that they're not scoring. But well, they Notre, aren't stopping Notre, people from Notre the outside. Notre Dame clearly did that to them uh, when the Indiana has that big four event, much like Iowa did. Yes. Uh, by the way, if you don't think that G Miggs is the best sports bar in town, you're sorely mistaken. I currently, I certainly <laughs> can watch Drake versus Evan, Evansville, and of course they'll have the Iowa State game on in the corner. I got Texas uh, when that Tech, starts. West Virginia here. Uh, who do I have over here? Oh, we, uh, Temple and UCF. Uh, we, we got, got a Nebraska, guys Nebraska and Maryland over there. Yeah, 
It's, uh, it's so if you would like to watch college basketball, this is without question the place to come. Are you saying you stopped listening to me talk and started watching basketball? Well, you were ago? blathering on again okay. about whatever. But one, Speaking one, of quick, one quick note. Jordan Bohannon's last 15 shots have all been threes. What do you make of that? It's where the man's open. I mean, he's... It, is he not his, going to the hole? Well, is I don't think he, he's going. And I don't think he is. And remember, he he got into that a little bit last year. He, you know, he had the free throw string going, but he went something like six games without shooting a free throw in the middle of that. You know, he, he just doesn't go to the hole. It's a really good and way it's to not never a bad idea one. sometimes. You know, because he doesn't. He tries to force it up a little bit more than than uh, Connor McCaffrey does, who you know kind of comes in and turns and pivots. Now, did you see? I don't didn't. I didn't get the press conference this week about Garza and if he's playing him. Um, the latest that I heard is Luca Garza practiced either today or yesterday, probably, probably today, and that uh, they expect him to be able to go. I do not know what was wrong with him. He had a bad ankle. Cough due sort. to cold. <laughs> cough due to cold. He got that. He caught the cough due to cold. Well, they'll give him a lozenge and he'll be ready to go. No, I think he had a bad ankle. I have so. lozenges in my pocket. Well, we can help him with that. We can. Uh, they got Nebraska Sunday at home. Nebraska currently leading Maryland on the road. They're ranked number 24. The Hawks, uh, by the way, are still 25. It's currently 32-29 Maryland. Oh, Maryland. Sorry. I was a little behind. So <clears throat> Maryland currently leading, but Nebraska on the road right now. And Iowa gets them at 430 on Sunday on BTN as well. Who's going to so watch that? Ranked. I'm going to watch the Bears. What? I'm going to watch the Bears. The Bears? Yeah. So A playoff football team, perhaps you'd like to... Uh, Jump on that man! Four guys sitting in front of me. Actually, it was, it was interesting. Four guys, four Chicago fans behind us that were jovial and fun, and we were having a good time around them. And uh, and you know we were we were doing good. And there were four guys in front of us. Two of them too big, too big to sit into their to their seats. Like they the Bears up, guys. They actually yes, they actually had. Oh, so I I said it right. I'm like, oh, it's the guys from Saturday Night Live to Andrew. We we got in early the other day, and we were uh, I I was a little loud with that comment. I don't think they liked that. Then they had their daughter, who was probably twenty six, twenty seven, and her husband, who even though he he's similar build to Trey here, fairly skinny, kind of bushy hair, looks nothing like Mike Dicka, but dressed like Mike Dicka. <laughs> and then didn't want he had he had the mustache, the glasses, the sweater, right. but then didn't want to own it. You know, so we're like trying to play with him a little bit and the whole thing. Ah, it's the Ditka and the mini Ditka and the and the guys from Saturday Night Live. They didn't like it. They they they, they, they I was like, why are you even well, here? Well, perhaps they were uh, there to watch the Bears win, but um, why perhaps are you even they here were... if you're not if you're dressed like that. You go in there to own. Does Hawkeye Elvis go in there and then pretend like he's not dressed like no, that? No, clearly he owns it. Own it. Who's on the TV yeah. a couple times? Yeah. Anyway, um, so Hawkeye women's basketball this week. They lose on the road at Michigan State, number 15 now. They were number 21. Iowa loses 84-70 to 70 after a 15-point lead. But Megan Gustafson <laughs> breaks not only the all-time women's scoring record, but with her 30 points, she also broke the all-time men's scoring record, beating uh, Roy Marble's scoring oh. record. She is now the all-time leading basketball scorer at the University of I Iowa. I was going to throw this out for our crowd here at GMEGS as to who the all-time leading scorer in men's basketball was, and you completely... Sorry. Chopped you. Just dump that into the dumpster. Sorry. Could you make a case that Roy Marble was the best basketball player ever played at Iowa? Uh, yes, you could make you could make that case. 
I think there would be. I believe uh, there'd you'd be, be a wrong. Conver- there'd be a conversation around it. I believe you'd be wrong. Who are you going to put? Ronnie Lester. Yeah. Ronnie because Lester. Because Ronnie didn't get to complete things. And Ronnie Lester, yes. when healthy, when Magic Johnson says the best player in the Big Ten was Ronnie Lester yes. before he got hurt, yes. then I think we should listen to him. Ronnie Lester, he was. It, 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 you have to go back and remember the, the era he played in. No three pointers, and and he was a guy that could put it on the deck, and he could do one of two things: right to the hole, past everybody, and he had. Every scoop shot available, imaginable, teardrop, the whole thing. And on top of that, he had a pull-up, pull-up jumper. So he gets you going one way, suddenly stop, you break your ankles, and he drops in a two- or three-footer. And he could do that all day long. And, oh, by the way, he could pass. And Magic Johnson uh, res- respected that, too. Yeah, I, I would – he's my next. He's right there. Marble, I, I – I, you know, we don't – we were too young to really know defense back then, I think. And I, I What do you mean? There. I don't remember whether they were great defenders. You know, I, I just know that there were scorers, both of them. Well, the, let me just say this. The 87 team was, without question, the most fun team to ever watch. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. we had gone from the George Raveling era to the Dr. Tom Davis era, and all of a sudden the Hawks increased their scoring, won the first, what, 18, 19 games that they played, 18, number number 18, one in the yep. country, uh, lost two games or three games for the whole year, and that counts the Vegas game. It was just, or four. Four. Four games. And just an incredibly fun. They? Well, Vegas, uh, Michigan State, no. I think. Nope. Purdue. First loss was Ohio State at home. Second loss was at Michigan. It was two in a row when they, after they'd gone 18-0. Then they lost at Indiana, which lost them the Big Ten Championship, and then they lost to Vegas. Beat a I lot do re- of good teams. I, I do NFL. remember being at Trey's grandmother's house watching them play beat Illinois after being down 25 and coming back on literally a 27 to 2 run to get to overtime yes. and then winning the game in overtime. Yes. And they had a they had a big deficit. They they went on the on the road to what was then an up and coming Arizona program in the middle of that year. National television game on on CBS and they were down 16 with about 8 minutes to go and came from behind on a you know an 18 to 2 run and beat Lute Olson in Arizona too. That was one of those and it should and, be noted in Dr. Tom's second game, they're down 14 to Jim Valvano and NC State in the Great Alaska Shootout with, with two, like two, two and, and a half, half minutes yeah. ago, and they came back and won. Most fun, most fun to watch. Let's finish up real quick with women's basketball. They, uh, they move forward now. They're 9-3, and three, number 19 in the country still. They've got Nebraska this week as well. Thursday, that's tomorrow night, uh, at 7, and uh, they'll host Wisconsin on Sunday. So they've got a couple of chances for victories coming up. The wrestlers went to the Midlands. They won it. Shocker. 28th straight, uh, 28th uh, team title, not straight, but 28th team title. Shocker there was, not that uh, our Alex Marinelli and Austin DeSanto won titles, but our boy Spencer Lee lost. Spencer Lee got beat, got handled. My wrestling insider said that uh, he may be out, out of complete wrestling shape because he hasn't had to go s- seven or eight minutes or whatever it is for such a long time, and so his stamina is, is a bit of an issue, and... Once you become good, and people have video on you, they figure out where your tells are. In, the- in theory, where your tells are. Sebastian Rivera from Northwestern, who was number two coming in, of, of seated in that tournament, came in, and he's the Big Ten Wrestler of the Week. By and the he, way, and he handled him. Handled him. So, and he handled him. He did. So uh, it's all right. Everybody needs a little, you know, a little trip up here. It's and a there. reminder to uh, to Spencer Lee that uh, you can't just walk out on that mat and expect you're going to win. It, 
It, it certainly is. The Hawks still win. Now they don't still they don't wrestle now until Jan, January. Well, they wrestle, but they're not going to wrestle uh, publicly until January 13th. I think they've got Ohio State, so we got a couple of weeks before we see them uh, on the mat again uh, out there against anybody other than themselves. You know, in the in the well, wrestling. Well, I don't care to go watch them play with themselves. So. I don't either. I think that's probably a bad idea if you're to put it there. Anyway, they did win the team title. They're still uh, unbeaten this year. And uh, we'll see how that goes on down on down the road. Football team, guys leaving, guys going. Right now, we've got Fant for sure. He's gone. Hooker, Hawkinson, Nelson. So a little student scuttlebutt. Okay. Fairly reliable student scuttlebutt has Hooker out. He's going. I thought he now played I, really well yesterday. He, and he it, what, Whatever his stock may have been, would it? would not have been hurt based on yesterday's performance. I would agree with that. I don't know. It would be interesting to see where he would go if he goes. Hawkinson's grandmother says she doesn't know. Hawkinson says he's 95% sure, but he didn't want to announce yesterday, which is... Sure of his intentions. Right. I think it's a... Not sure that he's going. Right. I think it's a great... I believe he's going. I think he's going to, but he doesn't want to. He clearly doesn't want to. Then stay! But I think... Right. I don't think so. Here's is a, Jerry here's Maguire like, talking to him. Well, Bob Sugar. Bob he, Sugar. Um, you here, can't disregard Bob Sugar. You can't. I mean, come on. Oh, the point is. <laughs> here's my point with this: If you don't want to go, the NFL is no place for you to be, and not have your heart in it. I don't care how good you are. Now, I don't know that that kid well, will I, all, I, turn I, his attitude around once he get there. Of he gets course, if he, one if time he goes, it, you know? he's going. Right. Well. He, I, he wants to stay. You can tell he's, his heart is in Iowa City. So now the next question is, how many people are telling him, dude, you're turning down millions of dollars to go and you could, you could lose out? Well, and I think the big question might be, uh, what those millions? Are, is the NFL running out of money? It's a matter of, or are they going to have draft choices the following year? They will be there. And if you have a good year, although you're the focus now and so, no fans so gone. So if the Hawks can find a couple other uh, complimentary players, uh, buyer, Apparently, what about Marv Cook's kid? Uh, apparently, has had a good year switching over to tight end. Very athletic. I, you have to think that over the course between now and next September, that they're going to find another tight end to be that guy. If Should, if he were to stay, and they're going to need to find another tight end to be that guy, even if he doesn't stay. Right, right. There, there's good, and they've recruited a couple of guys too. There's there's some guys there that can that can fill a role. Are they Noah Fant? Not necessarily. Do you but, think that? Uh, Goodson needs to be able to come in and be prepared to play right away at running back. Needs? No. Would it would it behoove him to do so because I think he, he can make a difference? Yes. That kid, so based on, you know, he's been on ESPN, three. I think it was three times this year, and every time I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, the moves, right? And he's, he's a, He does he's, have the moves like Jagger. He's a difference maker, right? And Iowa, in fact, yesterday, I don't remember even which one is First half. We're moving left to right, so that's got to be second quarter. Torn Young in the middle of the line, and everybody that we were watching with shouted, "Cut left!" There was a there was a lane, huge lane, right, and that's a lane. Akram Wadley's just flat out gone, right? right? And right now, I I think Makai Sargent could have been, but this was not a day yesterday where his speed was making the difference. No, so they were going to play more. Well, they should have played power. They can, did. They played but, more power. But when you have a hold of a lane like that, you got to cut into it. How many total rushes, not counting sacks, that we have? Fifteen. 
Uh, we ran the ball, what, nine times to start the game, and then after that we didn't run it a whole lot more. And, and it, it, Nate Stanley so. did have a fine run on fourth and one. We have not talked about that. I thought a really bad decision turned out Made well for Made up by an incredibly horrible play call, which resulted in a first down. awesome play by Nate Stanley that could have been timed with a sundial. I'm, when I'm they screaming, said don't he take points fleet, off the board. When they said he was, fleet of, was not fleet of foot, they could not have been more they politically were, they correct. They were accurate. He's yes. slow. Yeah, but... You got and it done. Somebody also made mention that was a Big Ben kind of play, and that's who he reminds everyone of. And, uh, you know, if you're going to compare him to somebody like that, that was a Big Ben play. It was. It was, and, and uh, give him, I mean, four because we thought it really killed him in a couple of different games this year. Don't chase points, right? Take points that are there for you. At that point in time, that was taking the lead back. Right after you had lost the lead, and I, I wanted Mississippi State made a bad choice I, going for. I thought so too. Why? Why would you? Why would you go for one instead of two? Mathematically, it made no sense. It made zero sense. Why would you? Why would? Why did you decide to go for two when you got to twelve? That's just dumb. <laughs> I don't know. They chased points, and then later on, they didn't. Don't they have a card? Brett Bielma can show you it, the card. Everyone has a card, right? It's on the card. Here's the situation. I don't know this is what, what you I don't do. Know what to say, you I know? don't have to do math. I was told there would be no math. Well, guess well, what? You don't have to you do don't math. Have you don't have to do math. All you have to do is do the card, and there ought to be a time thing on it. It says no, never chase points. Right. Chase points. Never chase points, and, it, and don't with, give up on uh, One minute gone in the third quarter. <laughs> Iowa did it at Purdue, and it cost and, them. And Iowa did it at Purdue. Made no sense. We said it at the is time. In the third quarter, four minutes going third quarter, I think, is when he did it. And we, Right. And we were like, why do we why look at the card? Doing that? There should, in fact, yeah. there should be a code that says you can't get the card out till the fourth quarter. <laughs> Either Unless it, you're going to go for two every time. Right. Well, and there's, there is that school of thought. Go up to Madrid. They do a great job of that with uh, their high school team and have for years. I don't know if they still, they're still doing that. They never kept. We used to never kept. If that's your policy, that's your policy. <laughs> right? But um, it's, more, it's, not, it's more of a guideline. It's more of a policy. guideline, right? But, but uh, no, I, I thought Iowa... Um, I would caught a break in there, and that was the end of it, you know. So, um, in either case, uh, interesting things happened yesterday, and maybe, maybe a little kismet, little karma came around yesterday as well, because funny bounces the ball, strange things all year long, and Iowa got some of that stuff to happen yesterday for them. No, it was and great to see, and, and you know the Hawks took advantage of all of them. They did, and uh, it, you, you know, know what? I think we're going to go straight through right up until Gary Rima. <laughs> you and I basketball following here on 1700. I, I think maybe we will. We're, we're not getting the break, so I think we'll just kind of fit. Uh, so with the uh, with that in mind, let's go to our Temple to Rye last call. Now? Why not? And if we get done with it and we still have time, we can banter. I don't want to miss out on our Temple to Rye last call. I have, I, People look forward to such things. We've been known to banter. We didn't say whether you thought Nelson was going or not. Nelson's not going. I don't think he is either. Epinesen, Nelson, as your book ends next year. Now, I, I, if Davion Nixon is still in the program, which right now supposedly he is, um, you put now that, that defense looks pretty tough, even if you lose Hooker, which, by the way, Amani Hooker's star position, the, the fifth spot now that they've moved him into in that extra linebacker spot, 
Uh, it sounds like DJ Johnson, highly recruited kid last year, hasn't played much at all this year, but he's he's. So we can talk about this Moody, in March. So I'm just telling you, they're going to take that that now. Okay, let's get to your Templeton Rye last call. My Templeton Rye last call made by the good people in Templeton, Iowa. I had the bottle out yesterday and nobody partook. Seriously, the fancy one. I had the good one. That's. I'm going to tell you that's a nightcap only. One ping only, Vasily. Ping only. Yeah, that's that is. Yeah, ping. But Captain, we've already verified range. One, one ping, ping only. So my table to right last call is, is that the Hawks go into Purdue, and they get beat by one, late, and we are gnashing of teeth. We're yelling at Jim Bain. Lou Olson may chase him off the court. It's a but, referee's problem. But I don't know. I just oh, have okay. I just have a bad feeling. Mackey Arena is never good to the Hawks. And then we go to Nebraska. At home. At home. And we and we beat them. I don't I don't even know by how many. But frankly, my it doesn't wor- matter. Wins are wins in the Big Ten. My worry is I, I'm with you. My worry is the Hawks have a tough time on the road this year. That'll be tough. I hope they figure out the road because this team still has a long ways to go and they can make it happen. All right, thanks to everybody for helping us uh, here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Join us next week on it's 1700 Tuesday, baby. 6 My o'clock. My favorite time of the year.